0: five movies this is one of your co-hosts Chris Gasperi this is Frank Pellicone. you're listening to episode 17 of the spin chagrin and last week's category was post-apocalyptic fun um Frank uh what did you come up with and are you taking us on another journey or not <clears throat> um it's a slight journey it's not like the journey of the past couple of weeks um but a journey enough I suppose uh, so, my initial thought when you spun this wheel was, I'm just going to watch friggin', um the Kirk Cameron version of Left Behind, mm. uh, the original Left Behind. Mm-hmm. So, I watched it, and I realized that, number one, it's not all that much fun, um, so there's no, like, joy in the telling, and also, it's kind of not post-apocalyptic, it's sort of like apocalyptic like it's happening like during the apocalypse mm-hmm. so it doesn't necessarily fit the category so let me just tell you that, that maybe someday we'll talk about that movie i don't know what terrible ass podcasts we have to do um i don't know to get to some fucking kirk cameron let me just let me just ask this better or worse than the cage left oh, behind far far worse mm-hmm. Worse in the sense that, like, I don't necessarily think that Nick Cage was, like, phoning it in or not taking it seriously, but there's definitely an element of, like, I don't know, I mean, just watching any Nick Cage movie, there's a certain element of weird pathos to it, I guess, or whatever, um, that makes it enjoyable. This movie is so deadly serious because, you know, I mean, Cameron um, very religious, uh, him and his wife. Um, so they're like taking this story like super seriously and it kind of as bad as it is, it kind of drains like any enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like at some point maybe a length we'll talk about that movie. Um, but it didn't really fit with the theme. So <laughs> i had thought and we i had mentioned this when we were talking last week i had thought that i had ordered from the company vinegar syndrome a post-apocalyptic movie but um i got my order in and it turned out that that was not true um i ordered two other things um neither of which are post-apocalyptic um one is a, a werewolf sword fighting epic mm. and that's um, the category for next week yeah okay i mean that's fine if so i'm eager to eager to watch it to go over it um the other one's a 70s or an 80s um deadly children horror movie but anyway so so, so real quick last week uh when i got when i ordered chinese food um i i sat here and i thought like i'm gonna get some crab cheese wontons and i said no i'm not going to get the crab cheese wontons because i'm a fat fuck who will just eat the entire bag of the crab cheese wontons and then when i got here i forgot about that like so i opened the bag to get a crab cheese wonton and there was no crab cheese wontons and it was really disappointing is it a similar feeling to that story to think that you have a post-apocalyptic movie and then it's not there no because i just um was happy with the two that i i forgotten that i had ordered the one and i was pretty excited to watch it okay so so and i can always find something so <clears throat> i went on arrow and i started browsing around and i found these two movies <clears throat> one of which is going to be the spin movie and one of which you are just going to talk about um just as a point of reference but <laughs> the first movie is um it's either known as uh shit galaxy of terror or or galaxy destroyer sorry galaxy destroyer or battle for the lost planet and it involves this uh super spy named harry trent and harry trent um while he's fleeing from the authorities gets on a spaceship and blasts off into outer space as this race of pigmen is invading the earth and basically wiping out humanity and enslaving them so harry Trent spends five years in space and then comes back to earth and there's mutants all over the place and these pigmen you know are like have taken over um taken over the earth so long story short he does some heroics he gets this thing called the super super neutrino bomb or something like that (laughs) which causes all the pigmen to melt and so he saves the day okay um so this that that movie came out in 1984 so four years later uh the director of um mutant war which is a movie we're going to talk about this evening um brett piper who's been actively working since the 1980s um basically every couple of years putting out some low budget horror movie um releases the sequel to um galaxy destroyer uh mutant war uh mutant war also stars harry trent um who's now become a road warrior-esque uh loner who just travels the countryside um basically trying to keep to himself Uh, he's the whole movie is told in um first person narrative Mm -hmm. so harry trent is narrating his own story from the future through his journals okay that he talks about um he would publish if there were any publishers left so like he's referring to the fact that he's writing in these journals as he's reading the journals to you um and referencing the fact that basically there's no way you could ever hear him read these journals because civilization doesn't exist anymore okay um so this is this is the basic setup so he's basically driving through like the back roads of some like abandoned industrial park um and the whole movie was filmed in new hampshire so it's basically got like two sets to it and they're like two abandoned like factories and then just a bunch of grass and trees and shit uh so harry trent comes to this area that you can tell is abandoned because it's got a bunch of wooden pallets stacked up all over the place you know like out in the wilderness or out in like the grass because that illustrates abandonment um Mm -hmm. and sees this uh this little girl like running around and he's like hey You know, what are you doing? And then there's this like melty face monster that comes out and like menaces him. So he tries to save the kid. He shoots the monster. The monster doesn't die. He shoots the monster again. She's like, You didn't kill him. He's like, Let me tell you something, kid. That monster's dead. I guarantee it. And then he's like, But hey, let's get back in my car in case that monster isn't dead. And then the monster isn't dead, so he gets in his car and he has a laser rifle mounted to the. It's kind of like it, it's a convertible sort of with like all the convertible part taken off, so it's just like open. So okay. he's got this laser mounted to like a roll bar behind his driver's seat. That there's a lazy boy that he can sit in and like hold onto this laser rifle, and he laser rifles the monster and kills it. Okay. So he's driving around with this girl um, who looks like like 40 year old sarah jessica parker but like a child um her name is spider and she's like oh harry harry trent i've heard of you you're the you're the hero of the earth and he's like yeah yeah that's the old me the new me just wants to live and like (laughs) feel oh so the opening of this movie is harry trent digging through the vestiges of civilization um he's in the city and the way they show the city are you familiar with the opening of like the trauma movies where it's like the cutout of the city against the yeah. red background. Yeah, huh? That's basically how they illustrate cities in this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then he's just in like an alley. So he finds a bottle of Seagram's um, scotch that he drinks. And he's like, mm, aged alcohol. That's the way to go. Uh, and he takes that. And then he finds like a whole bunch of playboys just randomly all over the place that he's like picking up. And he's like, I wish I had another arm because not only is he narrating this in the future he's also has an internal monologue that occurs like sometimes when he's like doing (laughs) that's fantastic yeah so the internal monologue is like oh this is my favorite reading may mm -mm, my favorite month um so then this giant mutant attacks him and that's what causes him to like that's when he first uses a laser and then he leaves and goes and he finds the kids then we're back to where i was before okay um I, I forgot about the Playboys and the Seagrams, which is, like, really funny when it happens. Um, so she's like, he's like, what are you doing by yourself? And she's like, oh, the mutants from whatever, like, the factory, they came and they killed everybody and they kidnapped my sisters. And he's like, why they kidnap your sisters? And she's like, I don't know what they're doing with them, but they are kidnapped my sisters and they took them. So she basically convinces him so harry Trent's harry Trent's like gimmick is that he never wants to do what you want him to do but then after arguing with you about how he doesn't want to do it he just doesn't anyway like he argues about it and then he's like well guess we got to go save your sisters now um so he's me <laughs> yeah basically so they go to the place where the sisters are being held And again, it's like some friggin' like bread factory or something. It was a factory of some shit with just a bunch of overgrown weeds and like six of these melt face, like mutant monsters wandering about. And so their plan is basically Mad Mardigan's plan to get away from the angry husband and Willow, Mm -hmm. which is that they're just gonna like wrap some rags around their head and pretend to be women. Okay. Because they have all these women. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're, like, picking up rocks or something, but it doesn't make any sense because... the fa- Hold on. The factory mutants have women picking up rocks? Yeah, As yeah. Like, they're doing something outside. Like they a I Kind of, but okay. they're, like... They're just kind of, like, lounging around and walking around and ignoring people, and nobody really has to, like, really do anything. So it's kind of... Um, I don't know. Anyway, so you'll find out what they're doing with them in a second, although you can probably guess. Right. Um, So they sneak in. And Spider is automatically just, like, like yelling all loud about having to save her sisters. And what about this woman? And Harry Trent's like, shut shut the fuck up. Like, (laughs) we're trying to be secretive here. And she's like, ah! So, um, one of the mutants catches him. Then Harry Trent shoots it in the mouth. But for some reason, his gun doesn't make any noise. And the mutant, like, dies. Hmm. So they manage to sneak inside like past these mutants who aren't stopping them from doing anything or even caring that they're not like picking up rocks or doing whatever um so they go inside and you find out that the mutants are led by this dude um who looks like dom Deluise, wearing merlin's like cap from excalibur basically <laughs> okay. um and he's this evil scientist who has decided to uh create this race of mutants to breed with human women to take over the world like that's his that's his master plan right so they have this woman that's captive, and they tie her up to this like butcher's block, basically this like slab, and she's pretty nonchalant about it. Like she's cool. Like she's just kind of letting it happen. And then the ring, the the human, like the mad scientist, is like, "I hope this time you figure out what to do better than last time." And so these mutants are like, and they start trying to take over. Hold on. The implication is the mutants don't know how to how to have sex with her. Is that the idea? Right. They they keep messing it up somehow. Stupid factory mutants. Right. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean they're they're not very bright, and that's why they keep dying on them. So they start trying to take off her boots, and she starts freaking out. And then Spider is like, oh my God. And she runs in and shoots the one mutant in the head and it dies. And Harry Trent, who's got, like, this, like, sawed-off shotgun, is just kind of hanging out, and he's like, oh. And then the other mutant, like, grabs him around the neck and pins him up against the wall. And the two women are like, fuck you, Harry Trent, and they just run away. And they're like, come on, Harry, we got to go. And Harry's, like, being choked, and he does the hands-up, hand shrug thing, like, hmm So then he gouges out that mutant's eyeballs and runs away. So one of the greatest things about both of these movies And it's something you would absolutely hate about these movies, like for real, is the use of um, stop motion animation Mm. for like larger like monsters. Okay, and it's done in a way that's very like Harryhausen-esque. Like it's, I mean, to your point about that stuff, always is that it's it's not necessarily ever like believable, really, and it's definitely not believable here. And it's obvious that they were big fans of Star Wars because they're just like basically ripping off um like the the monsters on the chessboard is what they look like okay yeah Mm -hmm. um so harry trent like there's this one of those things it's like kind of chase them but it's really just sort of bored like it doesn't really care about anybody being there it's just kind of like wandering around slowly but they're all freaking out because like there's this closed gate and they got to get through the closed gate and like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? So (laughs) so Harry Trent like kind of runs in a semicircle and distracts the monster. And it's like, you guys got to push down the gate, but like they couldn't push down the gate to begin with. So they're just all kind of struggling. And then Harry Trent runs back in the semicircle away from the monster and just runs up on the gate and it falls over. Then they escape. So when they leave, they get accosted by like this group that you think are mutants, but they're actually people who knew the woman you know that was going to be the um receptacle for the like melty mutant you know love or whatever. And Harry Trent's like, Do you know who I am? I'm Harry Trent, and they're like, Oh my god, you're the hero of the earth! So they decide what they have to do is they have to go to one of the wrecked spaceships of the pig monsters. Like the pig aliens from the first movie mm-hmm. and get weapons so they can go back and kill the evil scientists and his gang of mutants and save all these people. Like this becomes their plan. Except for the women don't really seem like they <clears> mind that much, right? Well, I mean, I don't know that they're like super happy about being chained up and forced to like walk slowly around and maybe pick up rocks once in a while. Like <laughs> I don't but know, but they like... don't have to pick up the rocks, it seems, right? Mm-hmm they do where they don't you know it's whatever um the mutants don't really know like how to control anybody and dom DeLuise is just kind of hanging out inside the factory mm-hmm. you never actually know like what he's doing or how he's creating these mutants but i'll get to that anyway okay so then it cuts to um harry trent like narration is saying like fuck how does he say it? he's like what you're seeing now on your screen is pluto this movie doesn't take place on pluto but something's happening there let's see what's going on and then there's a spaceship flying past pluto towards earth Mm -hmm. um and there's a dude in it and the dude lands and goes and like is walking through the wreckage of one of the pigmen ships and picks up the skull so then they take this opportunity to swear to god replay like 12 minutes of um battle for the lost planet jesus like just literally just like it's like um fuck, what was, what was it was a silent night deadly night 2 or whatever um where they just like the first like 40 minutes of that movie is just the previous movie like cut up that's what happens here except it's only about 12 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> but the movie's only like 80 some minutes long so anyway so then they cut back so harry trent and the group of survivors decides they're going to split up so a couple of the male survivors and spider are going to stay behind and then him, the woman he rescued, and a couple other the male survivors are going to go to the spaceship to get weapons. So they're driving in their car, and they get ambushed by a game of, by a gang of punks. And the punks are led by this dude whose defining feature is the most like aggressive prominent unibrow you've ever seen in your life. And he's got a weird voice. He talks like Squiggy from um, Laverne and Shirley so they gotcha. they take there's a picture of him on endibia yeah. they take harry trent and friends captive and harry trent's like what are you gonna do and he's like well we're gonna have some fun with your lady and then we're gonna kill you and harry trent's like you know what i got a better idea you're not gonna kill us and we're gonna take you to where there's a bunch of weapons and so the punk leader is like why wouldn't we just torture you and get the information anyway and he's like you've already given up the fact you're gonna kill us why would we like do anything to help you and he's like oh you got a point he's and so then like all of a sudden they're free and they're just sitting around this campfire like with these like punks and the punk leader's like before we go you gotta drink the drink and they're like yeah drink the drink and so they give him this fucking like medieval times goblet and he's like "Mm, this smells good and they're like hold on and they put some powder in it and he's like what was this powder and they're like one could say that this powder makes you say true things and he's like well i guess i'll just drink it." oh no that's when the flashback happens so he drinks the whole drink with like the powder in it and then he has the flashback about the 12 minutes from the previous movie and then all of a sudden like he's in the car with the punk leader who's driving and he's like well, you told us everything that happened and we're on your side, because sounds like a good time. Let's go get these weapons and kill these, these mutants. So completely, like, undercuts any, like, tension or threat, and doesn't even make any sense as to why, like, all of a sudden <coughs> you know, these Mad Max wannabes are, like, on this motherfucker's side. So they all decide to split up. So they're gonna come meet harry they drop harry trent off at how does it fucking go it doesn't make any sense when it happens they drive harry trent to the evil mad scientist lair and they're like we didn't say we wanted to fight with you we just like to see a good fight so it's like oh we don't have any weapons he's like well do your best right do they get they didn't know no, that get the but i'm yeah but that that comes later i'm getting to that. okay so then the punks are like like leave them and then the spaceship lands and this dude gets out and, and it's i can't even describe him if you look on mdib it's the first picture that pops up it's like this guy that looks like the dude um this is God. this is like the, the half cyborg looking guy yeah like, yeah so he's got like this bucket on his head that's meant to look like uh like a cyborg mask right and, and he then, has like the eye thing of like um the card has uh, the board yeah yeah and he's wearing like some i don't know like trash over his shoulders that's meant to look cybernetic so it turns it's a, out it's like a vacuum hose like you like you can like you know, vacuum your car out with yeah and a chain for some reason, just a random chain around his neck. So it turns out oh right, right. And he's wearing a um like a, a sleeveless t-shirt, like a a beater. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. So he's like, Hey, I'm intergalactic weapon salesman. Like, you guys want to buy some weapons? Hmm. And they're like, Well, yeah, we want to buy some weapons. And he like pulls out this pistol like out of nowhere, and he's like, This is the such and such plasma caster 5000 then he pulls out a rifle and he's like and this is such and such like brain melter 400 and they're like well how much would they cost and he said well i barter in all kinds of currencies so i guess by your earth currency this would be fifty thousand dollars now mind you this is the post apocalypse so nobody has any money anyway like what would it matter right so the punk leader's like we don't have that kind of money and he's like well then i guess you ain't getting no guns and he goes to leave and they're like wait 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 can we barter and he said what would you barter with and they're like hold on get this man a drink so they basically roofie the intergalactic drug dealer do too and then they take his weapons and they go in like they go back and decide they're gonna raid the um the evil mad scientist lair right so they go they go back and they're attacking all the mutants outside so in the meantime harry trent has gotten captured by the evil mad scientists and the mad scientist is like because harry, harry trent like beat up some of the you know the mutants and was like getting away and then they overpowered him and he's like i like your moxie kid what's your name and harry trent says what does he call himself like <laughs> like woodchuck riley or something like that's most like nonsense name and it's not harry trenton like why the fuck does he not just say what his name is like why right. do you gotta have a pseudonym for this specific conversation i guess maybe he's afraid to, like he says harry trent like oh my god the savior of the world <laughs> so the evil villain's like you know i don't have a son but if i did i'd want him to be like you so why don't you join me and me and you together we can take over the world and um fucking woodchuck riley's like oh uh, and he keeps calling him hey riley blah 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 so i can't remember his first name because he always just calls him riley mm-hmm. um so he's like riley what do you think about this and then riley's like oh, i'm not gonna have any part of it so then he reveals that he's got this super mutant in like a glass cage <laughs> that i guess it's like the incubation chamber i apologize for my cough my allergies are fucking terrible this week yeah. that's the incubation chamber um so they have spider they've captured spider and spider's chained up down in this pit and evil man scientist is like see that girl down there i'm gonna breed my super mutant with her and harry trent's like uh fella that's a child and he's like that's what i'm saying maybe if she's young enough that she can actually handle it um but nothing happens like too untoward aside from like the implication that he wants the super mute to rape this like 10 year old um which is pretty bad but it never you never whatever it's not like gross or anything when it when you're watching it except in theory anyway i'm saying too much um so harry trent's like spider and the guy's like i thought you didn't know this girl and he's like i do i'm harry trent so he goes down and the mad scientist activates the super mutant so the super mutant harry trent like fight back and forth both ineffectively um until finally the super mutant throws harry trent like to the side and he lands in this pile of broken glass so harry trent picks up this huge like piece of broken glass and knocks the super mutant over and then chops off his head with the broken glass um so then he rescues spider and then the main bad guy gets killed um and then everyone's outside and they're all celebrating because like the mutants are dead and harry trying to save the day again so it's harry trent is sitting in his car and the leader of the punks is sitting on top like the hood of the car and the woman that he rescued is standing there and spider's there or no spider's not there the woman he rescued is there then these two like younger chicks come up and like, "Hey, are you Harry Trent?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's me." Are you the sisters? And like, "Yeah, that's us." She's. They're like, "Why don't you come and live with us? I'm sure we could find some way to repay you." And he's like, "Oh ho ho, Harry Trent's got to go be on his own. I got other things I got to do." Even though that boy, that, that 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 dude ain't got nothing to do. Like, trust me, he's just driving around doing nothing. He doesn't even have any gas. It's like it's the worst plan ever of Harry Trent's. So they're like well you know where we are if you ever feel like coming back if you oh no he said i gotta go do more hero things and i'm like oh yeah hero things okay. so harry trent leaves and as he's driving down the road he sees spider sitting on the side of the road playing the harmonica um so this is something else i forgot running gag gets that harry trent loves to play the harmonica like at any opportunity he's breaking out the harmonica and just playing it but he's always losing his harmonica and somebody else is picking it up and expertly playing his harmonica every time they pick it up, even though no one knows what a harmonica is. Um, so he's like, Spider, you know, you got to go back to your family. And she's like, oh, let me go with you. And he's like, no, nah, you can't go with me. I got to go do hero things. And she's like, but you said you loved me. And he's like, mm. she's like, you said you loved me. That means you got to stay with me. And he's like, well, I do love you but sometimes love means saying goodbye and i'll come back to you in the future so i don't know if the Mm -hmm. implication is that harry trent's going to come back and like marry this child or whatever um because at one point they kind of imply that he's sort of a father figure to her Mm -hmm. and she's calling him like dad but then like the last scene doesn't necessarily feel like that um but in the end he drives away and that's it off into the distance except for everything's fucking destroyed right like everything was based based on right it's it's always been destroyed since the beginning of the film because of the narration right and since the previous film right and it also turns out that the reason the mutants were allowed to exist is because of something that happened when he detonated like the super neutrino bomb or whatever to melt the pig people Mm-hmm. like that caused this guy to get the ability to make these mutant creatures Although they never really go into like how he's making them or where he's making them or if he can make an unlimited supply why he needs to breed them with things like why he can't just like take over and just be in charge of everything <laughs> right yeah so <laughs> that's well a- that's not what i was expecting at all um what's this moving mutant war So it's on Arrow, as well as um, either a Galaxy Destroyer and or Battle of the Lost Planet. Um, it's called Galaxy Destroyer on uh, Arrow. And they're right next to each other. Um, right. I mean, it's a ridiculous movie, but to be mm-hmm. honest with you, like it's also a pretty fun movie. Yeah, it doesn't sound um, like there's much chagrin here at all. <clears throat> no, I, I I mostly enjoyed it. I mean, look, terribly acted like but the special effects it kind of reminded me of when we watched um equinox a few months ago for uh Mm -hmm. what was that 70 right like just somebody with a whole lot of heart like making a movie that they genuinely cared about making um and trying to like i mean because it's you see star wars in it you see mad max in it you see um uh shit what's what's that series of movies uh like trancers kind of some of that in it mm-hmm. um but just you know i mean it's it's fun it's something that's like <laughs> completely um completely disposable in terms of like you know it's not really gonna feel like a waste of time to watch it and i think you'll come out of it like enjoying it somewhat so yeah right So what's the Chagrin score on it? I mean, it only was like three Chagrin score. Like I genuinely like had a really good time watching it. Now, it's a fucking terrible movie, like objectively, but um, still, yeah, I've definitely hated myself a whole lot more, and had hated myself like two days before watching fucking Left Behind. So, right, right, right. I mean i don't know i just looked up a few people there's not much to say really this guy's had a the guy that directed had a career i mean he has and the funny thing is i haven't seen any of his movies old brett piper Hmm. um well i mean I, no that's not true i've seen an infoid barbarian and in dinosaur hell um which is about exactly what you think it would be but um i haven't seen anything else um i kind of want to watch some of them though <laughs> like it looks like he gets into like giant Creature movies later on, mm-hmm. uh, Queen Crab and Triclops, Outpost Earth is just a couple years old. Mm-hmm. Like I said, every few years he just makes a movie, right? Yeah. So yeah, so Mutant War, Mutant War, and Galaxy Destroyer, right. Galaxy Destroyer, and or Battle of the Lost Planet. Gotcha. Um, interesting. That's I don't like. It's like it's been years since the Earth's been destroyed, right? And there's Playboy magazines just laying like perfectly preserved in an alley open to the sky, right? Right. Like has it not rained? I mean, there's trees all over the place. Of course, it's rained. Sure, it's a rare find. (sighs) Yeah it it's a, it's a super rare find. Right. I mean it's, like un, untainted open to the air playboys after the apocalypse has happened um is is the rarest of all finds maybe. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the new edition. He does. Um <laughs> May, my favorite month uh yeah there's a couple of people that actually have pictures on mdib and just so you know like i never go to mdib for a movie ever anymore because mdib is a terrible website but um there is no wikipedia entry for this movie there is not no i know i was disappointed i actually thought about making one <laughs> you should try that um but yeah there's a couple of people with pictures in this movie and i looked them up and um the guy that played reinhardt rex um has a long history in hollywood and matt mittler he um he was in a number of movies around like this time and after and some tv shows like the equalizer and then uh his claim to fame is he does tons of voices for the american pokemon like Mm. voice actors um, that's oh, Cameron like. Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, fuck! I can't believe I didn't recognize Cameron Mitchell. Do you know Cameron Mitchell? Uh, maybe. I mean, I I was trying to go through his filmography or so much that I yeah. He's um he's like the king of so much. Like, I mean, this is a guy whose career like goes back to like the fucking forties. I mean. Yeah, I mean he a lot of his stuff later in like the 80s especially is him doing like a walk-on part or like a bit part where he's he not really necessarily in the movie he's just kind of like playing a character that gives exposition or whatever mm-hmm. um he's in a lot a lot a lot of low budget films so gotcha. lots of um period pieces from like the 50s to 60s and westerns um to his filmography small roles it seems. Yeah, I'm disappointed that I missed the camera Mitchell was in. Oh, yeah. And then there is Deborah Quayle. um has a photo on IMDb and uh I mean she's worked fairly consistently every couple of years like really small roles. Got a role in House um at one point was in Criminal Minds a couple of years ago like in a small role in an episode, you know. So good that she's still, yeah, still working. Yeah, Deborah Quail still, you know, chipping away. Um, but uh yeah but yeah uh, this guy brett piper yeah interesting i mean it looks like he's still doing the same shit too where it's like it looks better probably i'm sure than it did in 1988 but it still seems like he's doing this kind of mutant monster type stuff um just with probably better effects now i'm sure because of cgi <clears throat> this giant crab from whatever movie queen crab doesn't look too bad maybe i'll watch it yeah um, all right. So, what else you been doing this week in terms of film? Hmm. I watched a couple of Fresh Five movies. Um, mm-hmm. Um, did I watch anything else? I don't remember really. Yeah you're um you're gonna have a bit of a break here soon i guess right um like break and i guess kind of watch like except for the you know five movies or whatever you won't have you'll be pretty good for this month i think yeah um you should watch the batman um i'm only like halfway through it so far um we started last night we're gonna finish it tomorrow night but um it's interesting yeah At my watch it this weekend i don't know And then when I say interesting, that's not, like, low-key, like, means bad. Um, There's a lot of things I like about it so far, but there's some other things that are, eh, I don't know. Um, I'll have to see how the movie goes. But definitely a way different take than what we're used to, I think, um, in a lot of ways. So it definitely is worthy of talking about, I think. (sighs) All right. All right. You ready to see what we got next week? Let's do it. Let's get this ready. Let's spin this wheel. <laughs> ghosts in weird places. The category for next week is ghosts in weird places nice it's got it categories <laughs> is this is this the movie that you had in mind when you came up with that category like all those months ago or was no uh-uh. i didn't have anything in mind for this one okay oh i just may got it like i understand oh, when when oh, oh i thought you already had it. the movie oh no i have no idea gotcha uh i don't know i have an idea but I'm we'll we'll see. Okay. Those some weird places. This list seems really short now for some reason. I mean we're a quarter of the way through it, so more than Okay, yeah. No, I guess so. Yeah. I guess, like, just removing 18 categories or whatever is, um, just puts a den in it. But, yeah, there's still, uh, 41, 41 things on the wheel, so. Um, God, there's such... Oh, my God, there's going to be, like, this period of, like, two months with just the worst category. <laughs> it's just the worst. It's gonna to have to happen probably. Um Can't wait. <laughs> All right. You got I mean, ghost ghosts in weird places kind of fits my whole um you know my whole shtick. But um Yeah, I mean, ghost look, ghost in weird places is like definitely like just in the center of your wheelhouse wheelhouse, right? I mean like I mean here's yeah. the question what's a normal place to find a ghost a house graveyard right great okay sure yeah right where 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 else are dead people a crematorium okay people like a mortuary home. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh-huh. there you go right mortuary okay so um, so are you saying like anything outside of those things would be a weird place right like dunkin donuts that's a weird place to find a ghost you know i mean is a is a is a business necessarily a weird place to find a ghost i mean i don't know is it built on like ancient burial grounds or something i don't know i think i think anywhere is a weird place to find a ghost it depends on if you believe ghosts exist like we don't really in easter <laughs> everywhere's a weird place to find a ghost because ghosts you don't believe ghosts are real so anywhere he would see a ghost would be a weird place to see a ghost and he probably wouldn't believe that he saw it right so so what you're saying is that outside of a house a graveyard or a funeral home or like anything a hospital. else hospital hospital right a hospital right hospitals uh, right yes is anything that involves like either like you know a home or death potentially yes. is a weird place to you yep now see i don't know like i don't know man i don't know what school 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 is in a weird place why are people dead at school i don't know something tragic happens in a school that that has happened in so we've watched like four movies i'll talk about four movies probably on this podcast where it's like a death has happened at school they're all korean i'm sure but i mean like it's still it's like we're japanese but it's like they're school death is a thing like that's not weird i'll give you that um, i'll find i'll i'll find somewhere weird like weird weird okay so you got a coffee house is an example of a weird place to you i said a dunkin donuts okay somebody might be depressed at the coffee house what what know? about a starbucks is that weird mm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i feel like what about crispy cream should... is is a crispy cream weird yeah Krispy Kreme is the weirdest out of all of the all that'd be ones. a weird place to find a ghost yeah <laughs> that um, ghost died from a massive heart attack after eating like one donut right <laughs> he, he, he went and got he went and got one of those sandwiches it's two crispy cream donuts around like a, a <laughs> right. sausage patty and then and that was it right <laughs> um yeah a jungle a ghost in a jungle no, weird, that would be weird right no, I think that that's a pretty normal place to find a ghost. What have you seen a movie with a ghost in ghost in the jungle? I've seen the Ghosts in the Darkness. <laughs> is that, is that about a ghost? In the, no, in it's the about battle? a lion, right? But they so, call it they call it ghost. I, I think I think a jungle is a weird place if there was a ghost there. I'm sure I've seen a movie with a ghost in a jungle. I, I have to have. I'm gonna no, research I, that. I, I, I will remember this. I'm going. Yes. I, I wanna know that if you what movie you saw with a ghost in a fucking jungle. I'm gonna find I don't buy I don't buy it. You didn't you never seen I know I have. <laughs> I know I have. I have to have. I've seen a movie with ghosts in every environment. How the hell are you gonna fulfill this category then? It just has to be a new I weird environment. Seen every movie with a ghost in all the environments. <clears throat> ghost in the desert? oh yeah what what movie with a ghost in the that de- you've seen like entities like demons and shit in the desert Nah, ghost, like dust devil like and shit like that like that's not a ghost that's a paranormal entity in the in the desert see i can't i can't pull anything up right now but i know that i have <laughs> all right put it down in your notes i want jungle and desert ghost movies that you've seen Cause I don't, I don't buy it. What about like the American desert? Like ghosts in like the dust bowl, like yeah. dust, Bo- dust bowl ghost. Sure. So it's, so no, that's like a, like, okay. If it is on the plains, then yes. If it's a fucking ghost town, then no ghost town. What, ghost what about, what about, um, you can have ghosts in ghost towns. It's not weird. So if it's a no, if it's a fucking ghost town, like in like dust bowl. You didn't say what? Just now, you didn't specify that it had to be a weird environment. We just said a desert and the jungle. Okay, it's in the desert, but it's a town. I'm talking about the desert. I'm talking about like the Sahara. A ghost in like some environment like that. Like not like okay it can be in the fucking whatever the 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 oasis or whatever that's like in the fucking desert that's fine too but it's like it can't be a town why if it's in the desert there's tons of ghosts in the desert if it's town right. people have lived there i'm talking about a ghost just wandering the fucking sands i think there that some- sounds like a pretty good um pretty good premise What's it doing out what, there? What, what 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 is it doing out there? Tell me. I'm saying, like you don't know. Could be doing anything. And 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 where does it go? Could could be could be guarding like ancient treasures. Oh shit! Could, it, could have been eaten by a Mongolian death worm, and you know that's like where it haunts now. All right. We'll get you grant for it. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to write this shit up now. <laughs> Jungle and Desert. I I not non-town desert, like actual desert. <sighs> I, I I want the movies. I'm writing it down right now. Um <clears throat> Jungle and Desert. All right. All right. So next week, Ghosts and Weird Places, and apparently pretty much anything can be a weird place. So we'll talk about a ghost movie. Right? Right. Okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Deuces.